Well, okay. So, last week, um, Kodo talked about um, practice discussion and you know teaching, and so I thought I'd um, bring up a story, a Zen story, that addresses some of the tricky bits about teaching. So. Um, There is this uh, Tang Dynasty Zen teacher named Feng Shui, and he was staying at the governor's palace in, in the province of Ying. I'm, I'm not sure where that is, but, um, and he was giving a talk, and he said this kind of complicated thing. He said, the patriarchal mind seal is like the workings of the iron ox, <laughs> which I'll explain all that. Um, and he said, if you, if, you, if you take it away, the impression remains. If you, if, you, you know, if, you, if you don't take it away, you ruin the impression, right? Um, and he said, but imagine, what if, um, what if you neither... Um, Impress it or remove it. Is it is is it right to to you know perform the mind seal or not? Right. So that's a, that's a complicated um, question. But maybe before I explain it, I'll go on to say what happened afterwards. So this this elder guest or you know um, member of the assembly gets up and said, "Hey, I've got the already got the workings of the iron ox, so don't bother impressing the seal." <laughs> and um, and Feng Shui says, you know, I'm used to fishing for whales and, scout, and scouring the bottom of the ocean. And instead, here I am standing on the riverbank and there's a frog flopping around in the mud. <laughs> and, um, and not surprisingly, Lu Pi was kind of taken aback and, and he was silent. And uh, Feng Shui says, hey, you going to say something? And... Uh, and um, he still hesitates, and, and so, um, so Feng Shui um, hits him and says, don't you know any words? Just try and remember, you know, something Buddhist, basically. <laughs> and um, and he, he's, um, he's just about to speak, and uh, um, Feng Shui hits him again, and at this point, the governor speaks up and he says, you know, here's what I'm seeing. The, the law of kings and government is the same as the law of Buddhism. And, and Feng Shui says, well, what do you mean by that? Or what did you see? And, and uh, the governor says, if you don't take care of what needs to be done right now, you bring disorder. And... And then at that point, Feng Shui gets up and walks off the platform, and that's the end of the exchange, right? So, you know, that's, that's complicated, and it has a bunch of, um, of historical and Buddhist references in it. So, um, you know, what's he talking about with, with the, the patriarchal mind seal, right? There's this idea, and it's, a, it's kind of a persistent metaphor, particularly in Zen Buddhism, I think, that... Um, that there's this lineage of Buddhist teachers that goes back to the Buddha and actually back to 
um, you know, prehistoric Buddhas in previous ages of the world, right? And every morning we sit here, um, maybe not every morning, um, at least some mornings we sit here um, and we chant the whole lineage, um, well, the whole male lineage and, and a female lineage to go along, go along with it. Um, and it includes the, you know, again, a bunch of, of mythical Buddhas and the historical Buddha and a bunch of people in India and China and Japan and then uh, starting in, in India with a, with a group of early female Buddhist teachers and up again through, uh, you know, Buddhist monks and teachers in, in China and Japan. And we stop at um, kind of the jumping off place of, um, well, actually it's complicated where we stop. But in any case, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't really go into the, um, the American lineage, but, but there is one. And when you, when you get Dharma transmission in, in order to get a brown one of these, you also chant that too. So there's a, there's a slightly complicated American lineage. So anyway, so that's the idea, right? And the, the metaphor is that the, the transmission of the Dharma from teacher to student um, is, is, like, is like a seal. It's like, you, you know, it's like you're sitting there with your student and, and you stamp them on the forehead with a, with this seal and then they they too have the dharma that's the metaphor and and the and and um Shui-Fung is playing with that metaphor i mean that metaphor has been around for a while right but he's playing with that metaphor he says it's like the workings of the iron ox okay so what that is this is even this is even weirder it's a it's a mythical flood control system built 4,000 years ago by the Emperor Yu. And it was this giant machine that moved water through the Yellow River without flooding. Um, and it, it was, I forget, I forget, I forget where the beginning and end was, but you know, it, it claimed that it was gigantic, right? And, and I don't think anybody really knows how the iron ox worked, but there's a commentary in, in the Book of Serenity, inline commentary that says, it's like you can't even get a needle into the mechanism. It's so like seamless and tight, right? And, and so that's the, that's the kind of, that's the idea of the function of the iron ox. It's just this thing that, 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 moves water, information, uh, life th through itself um, in a way that's seamless and uninterrupted, right? Um, so so th there is, that's, that's a way of talking about um, transmission of the Dharma through the generations, right? And, and Hiding in there is this claim that teaching is just like everyday experience. It's like we are talking about 
when we were, when I was talking about when we were sitting, right? So the in, increasingly with the more you practice, the experience of zazen is just like that. You're you're sitting and the world arises. It impresses itself on your perception in in little bits. You know, sound of a car, mm. the light through the window, texture of the tatami, right? Um, the um, <laughs> the sleepy feeling in my left foot, right? um, and and those those impressions arise. They our awareness meets them, and there's nothing to do, and so they're, they, 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 you pick them up and you put them down, that's it. It's like the, there's, this, there's this meeting of the inner and the outer world um, that happens continuously and, in, uh, and without any fuss at all. And the, the, thing, that, the thing that makes it um, complicated is our clinging to it, our desire to hold it in place, our desire to turn it into a um, into a unitary and and um, and and kind of graspable stream of consciousness. There's this. There's a there's a document by the founder of the Soto Zen School in Japan, uh, Dogen, you've probably all heard of. It's a, it's, a, it's a document where he's trying to talk about the nature of essentially that experience that we're discussing right now, right? And he says, he, he quotes Nagarjuna, and he, no, not... Nagarjuna, I'm sorry. Elsewhere he quotes Nagarjuna. He, he quotes the sixth ancestor, Huinang. And he says, Huinang said, impermanence itself is Buddha nature. Right? The, the impression of the, the, of the patriarchal mind seal, of the, the mind seal of, the, of all the Buddhas and ancestors, is just direct engagement with impermanence. Right? And then he says, he says, Permanence is discriminating mind. <laughs> so what we do is, in order to, to grab a hold, we start planting boundaries and putting categories in place and, um, and constructing agendas around them and telling the story of the self, right? Um, and that's what makes things complicated, right? And, and again... We can't help ourselves. That's what we do. We're human. But, but it, just to recognize th that mechanism, the way it works, and the way th that mechanism brings up complication and suffering is the, it's the, it's the fundamentally the sole request of practice. Right? Um, so anyway, that's what they're talking about with the, with the Buddha mind seal. Right? And the and the workings of the iron ox, right? And and so Lupi gets up and he's he totally gets it. He's like, "Hey, I, I I already have the the you know 
the Buddha mind seal. I have the workings of the iron ox. I can my my I'm just like that, right? Um, so don't bother to teach me anything. He says, don't bother, you know, tra- you know, transmitting the Dharma, right? And I, you know, I have to say he sounds pretty arrogant, right? But in the in the view of Mahayana Buddhism, since the beginning of Mahayana Buddhism, he's absolutely correct. The the primary claim of Mahayana Buddhism is that everybody is fully endowed with with the you know the mind seal with with Buddha nature with that with the capacity for and the and the actual um, what's the word enactment of that experience right that experience of living in a way that's unloaded spacious and um, and um, and kind of completely human. And so he's and and he's saying you know, you know essentially I have that just like the like the the you know the Mahayana Buddhists of, of old say right and uh, and so don't bother to teach me anything and again back to Dogen supposedly this was his big question. Right for his entire life, um, nobody really knows if it was his big question or not. But what everybody claims is that he, the thing that um, that launched him on his travels around China and eventually had him encounter this famous Zen teacher and and become the you know the Dao was able to establish um, Zen Buddhism in Japan. Was, is the question okay? So the Mahayanists say um, everybody is fully endowed with is, with Buddha nature, right? Then why are we all studying and practicing like this, right? What what's the what are we doing this for, right? And um, and he over time he answered that for himself and he um and he and you know a lot of his literature is a, is about exactly that right the, the 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 question of why it's necessary to practice if we already have this capacity right um and so so in response to that you know perfectly Correct and reasonable requests on the part of Lupi. Um, um, Feng Shui says this really, you know, like dramatic thing. He says, "I'm out, I'm out here looking for, you know, scouring the bottom of the ocean looking for whales, and what I'm seeing here is a frog wallowing in the mud." <laughs> um, So that's pretty negative, um, and and you know and and dramatic and and kind of over the top, right? Um, and some of that is just the style of the of the koan literature. What you do when somebody makes a claim is you test them, right? And you 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 uh, you you turn the initiative back around, um, so that so that they have to you know put up basically. Um, 
but it's also it it also points out the following thing, which is that um, even though everybody has this capacity, right? Um, it's it's not enough just to say, oh, well, we all have that capacity. You have to actually recognize it, realize it, and, and, and come to enact it in your own, in, in your own, in the context of your own particular version of the human condition, or you're just mouthing words, right? Um, and, 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 and not only are you mouthing words, but also um, you're tricking yourself into thinking there's nothing to do, right? Um, and so, so feng shui is trying to say, okay, you know, put up, right? <laughs> demonstrate your demonstrate your understanding, right? And and he does it by the time honored, um, you know, koan technique of insulting him. Right. I mean, the the other time honored technique, of course, is whacking him, which he also does a little bit of. But he starts out by insulting. You know, that's just like one step below whacking. Right. And and uh, um, and 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 Luffy can't say anything, and so you know things go from bad to worse. Um, what could he have done? Anybody got an idea? What would you have said? Hey, I just. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for whales and I see a frog. What, what, uh, um, what would you say? Is that, is that rhetorical? <laughs> no, go, tell me. I mean, what came to my head when you first said that <laughs> is there's a lot of value in the abilities of a frog, that they can see something that a whale may not be able to see. Absolutely. The way that they jump and, you know, search for things. Yeah, I know. And, 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 uh, and furthermore, um, uh, Suzuki Roshi celebrated the zazen of, a, of the frog, right? And, and you know, so you might just go <laughs> ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, absolutely, that's right. Yeah, go ahead. No, absolutely, that's right. You know. Yay, frog! <laughs> and you know, and let's be clear, Feng Shui is making kind of a big deal out of um, about of, out of himself too, right? He's like, I'm out here scouring the bottom of the ocean for whales, right? Nah, you're probably you know eating some rice and then getting up to give a talk and then going drinking some tea and then going to bed and you know, I mean, right? You're, you're just everybody's just living their life here, right? But but yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you could, if, if I was Lupi, I could have said, well, how many whales have you caught today? <laughs> but, what time is it now? In the end, the workings of the mind seal are exactly as they say, right? That 
there's this there's another trope in the Zen literature where people are always calling Zen teachers thieves, right? Um, they'll say things like, he's riding the thief's horse to catch a thief, right? Um, and there's a very good reason for that, and it is this, right? When you open your mouth to teach somebody something, you're essentially stealing part of their original mind, right? You're, you're, it's like, maybe I've already used this metaphor, but it's like, you know, Indiana Jones in the, in the Temple of Doom, right? Like, you, you go in and there's this crystal skull on the, on the altar and, and you go grab and you put a, a bag of sand that hopefully weighs about the same underneath it, right? Um, and then, of course, in the case of Indiana Jones, it didn't work at all, right? It, it was a disaster. And teaching isn't always a disaster like that, but, but you have to be really careful with it because, um, because you're, you're messing with somebody's conce- conceptual framework in a way that's actually quite... Um, tricky to do and and difficult to accomplish directly, right? And in the end, when when people talk about transmission of the Dharma, right? Um, there's all sorts of um, of mechanisms for for you know for the around the form of teaching in Zen and, and Buddhism in general, right? Um, you know, in the Rinzai school, they they give you a koan, and you have to pretend that you know you have to go after it like it's a red hot iron ball, and you go to swallow it, but you can't choke it down, and you can't cough it up either. You just struggle with it, right? And in the in the Soto school, it's not that dramatic, but in the end, you still run up against the same problem. You run up against your um, your clinging and and um, and all of the things that that stand in the way of of that straightforward, spacious mind, right? And and the in some ways the transmission of the Dharma between teacher and student is is just a moment of mutual recognition. It's just like one of those moments where you hear a, a bird sound or, or feel a twinge in your left knee, right? Um, it, it just, it, there's this meeting, mutual recognition, and then you move on, right? That's, that's the essence of, of Dharma transmission. It's like, do you impress the seal? Maybe not, right? Um, it, 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 it's by the time you get there, you realize it's not necessary. You realize that the the seal has already um, been impressed because the the person that you're in the exchange with already knew, even when they didn't know it. Right. Um, and then the the last uh, the last part is what the governor says. He says, "Well, you know, if you don't do what needs to be done, you bring disorder." Exactly. That's the other that's the other aspect of this this 
modality or methodology for encountering teaching in the world, right? Is that when, sometimes when you're sitting and you, a sensory impression arises, a perception arises, all you need to do is keep sitting, right? But in almost every other more complicated circumstance, something presents itself, some thing to do, some thing to say, some, some need or, or um, course of action that presents itself. And the request is to do it wholeheartedly and without reservation, right? So meet the world, bring yourself, allow the next thing to do, the course of action to present itself and do it wholeheartedly. That's a life of practice. That's it. Um, and when you see somebody else doing it, um, you recognize it. That's all. That's transmission. So anyway, that's, that's the, kind of the essence of teaching. right? So... I wonder if it's the right thing to do now to have some dyads or triads. What do you think? Does that, does that seem right? Yeah. So can we divide ourselves up into, I think, maybe groups of three? Is that possible? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> And, you know, in order to make this work, I'll get a bell. Here's what, here's what we're going to do. Um, why doesn't, why doesn't, if you're, you know, three, three, or if there are some groups that are, are there any groups that are, are two? Okay. Is there a four over there? Could, could you, um, you know, threeify yourselves? Is that possible or is that not possible? It's okay if not. It's don't, don't worry about it. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Great. So here's what I would say. Um, I have, there's, there's two questions, or maybe three questions and a sub-question, right? And there are, when has teaching been, been helpful to you? When has it been difficult or problematic? Right, and and has it ever been both? I guess is a sort of a sub question. And then the and then the last uh, the last question is, in any case, how have you resolved that difficulty when it when it's problematic? When it when it when it misleads you? Obviously not, um, presumably by because the teacher meant to mislead you, but because for some reason it causes a difficulty. Right. Um, 
<clears throat> so when has teaching been helpful? When has it been difficult? Has it ever been both? And how have you resolved those things, right? So what if we, everybody talks for...